Here's what's making news, plus the latest music out of the independent music scene with the Music Weekly.
the Music Weekly. Why, hello everyone. My name is Jackson. This is the Music Weekly. What do I have in store for you today? Well, Brad has had a chat with Ber- Perth act Yukio to talk about the upcoming album that is being released by him. And we're going to play a bunch of music today just because it's a bit of a relaxing day. Right now, we're going to go into a track by Black Midi called 953. You're on the Music Weekly.
This is the Music Weekly. You're back on the Music Weekly. That was Black Midi with 953 or 953, however you want to call it. We're about to go into the interview Brad did with Yukio to talk about his upcoming album and singles that he just recently released. We're going to go into a track by the Avalanches now. It's called Running Red Lights here on the Music Weekly. Yukio interview coming up right after this.
This is the Music Weekly. You're on Energy Groove Radio. This is the Music Weekly. Now today, Perth actor Yukio is dropping his debut self-titled LP. It's been a long time in the making. Uh, He joins me on the line now to talk about it. Plus, we'll have a bit of a chat about Make It Better, which is the most recent single that he's dropped from it. Tim, aka Yukio, how are you? Hello, hello. I am I'm great. That's good. That's good. Congratulations on album uh, number one being released. Album numero uno. Yeah, no, I am stoked. <laughs> um, I understand that this has uh, been kind of completed for a while. It must feel really good to have it finally out. Oh, boy, yeah. No, I, I, uh, I handed over the album back in Jan, so it's been a big test of patience, this one. <laughs> so watching it slowly roll out. Yeah, I bet. Um, it must feel like a lifetime ago, considering that since then we've been through an entire pandemic. Yeah. No, it's, it's kind of come out in a very different world than <laughs> the one I made it in. Absolutely. Kind of weird, but yeah. yeah. Um, now, what are your plans around the release? I understand that things are a little bit uh, hit or miss around the country for the moment, but um, things seem to be quite okay there in WA for now. Yeah, I mean, funnily enough, over in WA, we've got uh, almost the opposite problem now where everyone's booking out shows. So I can't I can't get a damn album launch show for like another month or two. Ah. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a great sign of where we're kind of at over here, and I definitely take it over being locked up. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of ironic. Yeah, that's a really strange problem to have, but I guess out of the problems to have, that's probably the one you want. Exactly. Sorry. Now, the last single that you released before you dropped the album was Make It Better. That was featuring Bajillionaire and Brewer. Walk us through that track. I'm getting uh, kind of M83 vibes from that. Yeah, so so Make It Better is kind of sitting right at the end of the album. And, and what I wanted this album to do was kind of start with these smaller hip hop electronic kind of things and end up with these huge, like, Saw Wavy kind of M83, Porter Robinson, Maddie on kind of, kind of those kind of vibes. So this, this definitely kind of sits in that kind of atmosphere. And it's, um, I don't know, it's kind of like an all that kind of electronic rock song almost from my point of view. Mm. Um, just like full of full of energy and I don't know it's got, it's got a lot of like um, of my like feelings in it as well it's definitely like one where I've kind of written it based off and what I'm going through and all that kind of stuff uh, do you mind if I pick your brain as to what um, those kind of things that you were going through were yeah no of course um, I mean this this song is all about anxiety and that's kind of something I've struggled with for a very long time and only recently started to really take it seriously so um the kind of the meaning behind make it better is all about um dealing with those problems i guess and um i kind of had all have all these bits in the verses and stuff which were kind of representing how i feel in the moment i guess when i'm feeling anxious and stuff and the chorus is meant to represent like getting through it feeling great all that kind of stuff so yeah and, quite, quite, I guess, a personal one to me. And what kind of things do you find trigger your anxiety? I understand that um, anxiety has many different triggers for many different people. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's it's very much myself. <laughs> Just um, I have very high expectations. I I am a workaholic. Uh, all a long list of kind of like I don't know 
no, hard to call them faults. It's kind of like a cliche to call them faults, but uh, definitely things that build up over time and just kind of burst for me at, at certain points. So it's definitely the pressures I put on myself and my expectations and all that kind of stuff that kind of builds up and makes makes it happen for me. How did the uh, pandemic and this new working world that we found ourselves in, how did that um, go with your anxiety? Um, to be honest, it wasn't too bad. It kind of, I mean, I definitely lost quite a bit of um, the creative juices through the pandemic. I get a lot of uh, my inspiration from going out and adventuring and experiencing things and experiencing nature and all these kind of things. So I kind of lost that and wasn't doing a lot of writing for for a few months. But what it meant was it kind of opened my eyes to really see um, things on more of a personal note and like a mental note. And it was probably the reason why I ended up kind of getting some help and and realizing what I was dealing with. So I Mm -hmm. guess I'm thankful to an extent. Yeah, and I suppose um, the pandemic must have been a, a interesting opportunity for you creatively because um, I don't know about you, but a lot of artists I speak to felt that suddenly there was a pressure release because everyone was working from home. Not a lot of people could get stuff done. So it was kind of like, okay, well, if this is out of my control, uh, I can right, kind of yeah. take that pressure away now. And you had the album done by the time the pandemic was was here anyway. Yeah, so it was definitely a fairly stress-free time. Mm. And pretty thankful for that. And, and I mean, it was also nice being being in Perth. I've always been having to tee up collaborations and stuff through emails and online, like Zooms and stuff like that. So it was nice that the playing field was <laughs> fairly leveled out for a while as well. Kind of everyone else was experiencing what I just am completely used to at this point. Of course. So it was just a normal day for you. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I mean, it was kind of really, it was good timing and really bad time because I'd literally just isolated myself for a good year or so making this album. And then just as I'm ready to come out of my shell, I'm forced <laughs> to go back inside my house for another year. So, um, not, not ideal, but it's all worked out. Yeah, look, um, we seem to be on a pretty good track at the moment. So um, you can come out of your shell again, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I can finally get some sun. I'm looking whiter than I've ever looked. At <laughs> um, how did Bajilina and Brewer um, get attached to this project? Um, I mean, I've known Charlie, who's Bajilina, for quite a while. We've, I don't know, we've always kind of, we both like our memes and our stupid jokes. And I don't <laughs> know, we've, we've just kind of, I can't even remember when we met, but it was years ago and we just kind of always wanted to do a track. And this is one that came about. And then I really kind of wanted to do like a duetty kind of, I've always had a weird obsession with um, chain smokers with their collab where they had like Halsey on the second verse. It was mm-hmm. almost like a Disney kind of like girl boy collab. And I always wanted to do a song like that. So um, Charlie's been really close with Brewer for, for ages and had a couple tracks with her. So she was just the obvious choice. And it, yeah. And um, how did you write the track or was it more of a collaborative um, approach between you guys? Um, it was definitely, I mean, it was definitely collaborative by the end. Mm. It kind of actually happened where, like, I sent Jillianaire a, like, a really rough demo or something I'd made, and he wrote to that, and then I just kind of got rid of all that and completely rewrote a different song around the lyrics he'd written, and then we got um, Brewer on at the end. So mm-hmm. it was definitely a lot of back and forth. 
Fantastic. Now, the album's out today. Um, what kind of formats are we uh, able to get the album in? I understand, obviously, digital, but um, is there a physical release? I vaguely remember speaking to you about this. Yeah, no, there's, there's physicals. I, I've got a, a million CDs scattered around my house, so <laughs> anyone that wants them, please buy them. Um, I'll give you a good deal. Um, <laughs> we've also got the vinyls, which I haven't seen, but they're, they're meant to be all fancy. They've got like blue and pink vinyl, like actual vinyl records. Yeah, they've got a bunch of stuff packed into them. And yeah, no, they, they look pretty awesome. So they're available as well. And Fa- shipping super soon, as far as I know. Fantastic. I'm going to get my hands on a, a vinyl. I was tossing up between CD and vinyl, and then I realised I don't actually have a CD player in my house anymore. It's pretty funny that that's, that kind of seems to be the trend now. No one's got a CD player, but everyone's got a... Yeah. Or a lot more people have got a vinyl player, at least. Yeah. Um, it's a, a weird situation, because I've got so many CDs. It's like just stacked up in my house from, obviously, um, the 2000s. And... Um, yeah. Yeah, I just have no real format of really playing them on, but I don't want to throw them away. So I'm in this awkward period. Where right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm doing a lap in my living room right now, and the only thing I can see with a CD driving it is my PlayStation. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. I mean, I have a PS1, but my TV doesn't have that amazing that, kind of sound system. Right, right. Yeah. yeah it's- not not ideal blasting it through TV speakers. No. Um, all right. So the album, visually, what can we expect um, going forward? Because you have had some amazing visuals alongside the singles you've released. Is that going to be carried through for the rest of the tracks on the album? Or was that just too much of a bigger project? <laughs> uh, it'll definitely be continued to maybe a slightly lesser extent. I mean... My my pockets and my bank account isn't endless, unfortunately. <laughs> so it kind of had to has to cut off at a certain point. But I'm I'm kind of I guess I'm going to take over the role of videos more now because the, the, the kind of the first couple of music videos were done by Black Lake, who are amazing, but also not uh, free. <laughs> so I'll, I'll be taking over a bit and, and stretching my video skills. And I don't know, I've got some friends help me out as well. So there's certainly going to be lots more visual stuff to to gawk at mm. um, yeah hopefully I can take the baton and keep it running now the album features kind of like a who's who of the Australian music scene really um, there's Geneva you've got Sammy Constantine on there uh, Panama who we've heard on the middle um, plus a, a whole bunch more who did you work with on this album? I mean, obviously you worked with a lot of fantastic people, but is there anyone on the album that you managed to to get on there that you were absolutely stoked that they said yes? Oh, well, yeah, the absolute like pinch me moment was definitely hearing Padman's vocals for the first time because mm-hmm. I've been um, been an avid listener for years and years and back when his Always EP came out, I think it was 2013 or somewhere around there, um, it had like all these awesome remixes from Cosmos Midnight and Wave Racer, and that was one of the big things that got me into electro- electronic music to start with. So that was like a big full circle moment. And yeah, no, I'm very appreciative to him that he kind of saw the vision and wanted to jump on the album. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and is there a particular track? Um, this might be the same answer, but is there a particular track on the album that that is your uh, I guess your child, your favourite. <laughs> <laughs> ah, what's my child? I mean, I, it's it's hard to pick. I, I think my my child at the moment is Make It Better. Mm-hmm. It's like 
it's almost become more relevant to me since making it. It's kind of like an anthem for anxiety. And to be honest, like I was feeling a lot of anxiety at the time when I made it, but I hadn't really deciphered it and worked and like worked on it and all that kind of stuff. So now, now I've done that, it's almost become more relevant to me. I guess the other, the other little baby of mine on the album is with me, um, which I think is track six or might be seven. I need six. Um, yeah, just because that one took so many versions to get right, <laughs> and any of my friends that's heard it cannot stand it anymore because they've heard me like chipping away and trying to get it right for so long. <laughs> so just the fact that I think I cracked it, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a, I guess a special one as well. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing with me. Um, what was it about that track that took so long? Uh, honestly, I'm not sure. I just I just hit a wall and couldn't pass it for yeah. months. Like I had a I had a chorus that I'd like, and kind of like a rough idea that I'd made in literally a couple of hours, and then just building on that and making it a full song took. Oh gosh, I cannot tell you how many versions. And I was I was looking back over the project files for the album the other day, and each version's got like funny little names at the end. Like oh, I'm so over this, or like <laughs> why am I bothering? All, all this kind of stuff. But I was I don't know. I was so sick of that song, but I think. I don't know. I think I, I think it. Uh, I pulled it over the line by the end. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'm looking forward to sitting down and having a listen to the album in its entirety. Uh, thank you so much for joining thank me you. today, Tim, aka Yukio. It's been an absolute pleasure following your journey through this album. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. Inside, inside. I don't know where I've been This time, this time It will be different I lie, I lie Right to your faces But I'll try, I'll try To find a way to 
This is the Music Weekly. You're back on the Music Weekly. That was Hyper Paradise by Hermitude, one of my favorites from Hermitude so far. And I've, a lot of uh, Australian people prefer the Flume remix of Hyper Paradise over... Uh, sorry, you might have me heard me crack my foot then. But uh, yeah, a lot of people prefer the Flume version of Hyper Paradise over Hermitude. But I, I don't know, I rather the slower feel of the song, even though the Flume version does go off live. The Hermitude version has a bit of a a class to it, which I really enjoy. Before that was Yukio with Make It Better, his recently released single for his upcoming album coming out really soon. We're going to go on to some more tracks now. I'm going to start with a track by Pond, and it's called Man It Feels Like Space Again, off the album with the same name. You're on the Music Weekly.
This is the Music Weekly. You're back in the Music Weekly. That was the monstrous track, Man, It Feels Like Space Again, by Pond, my very favourite Pond song. Oh, uh, it's, I mean, it's tied with O-Drama, but currently o- I was obsessed with O-Drama a long time before. Man, It Feels Like Space Again, the Man, It Feels Like Space Again took over for that. And I'm going to leave you with another longer song. This one's a live song, actually. Uh, it's off one of the King Giz live uh, albums that they released in January of this year for Bushfire Relief. And I just, I, I don't know why I haven't played one of these songs yet. I know that another version of this kind of song goes for 35 minutes. This one only goes for 12. It's, they do like to have a bit of um, a little melody in uh, some of the ending songs. They went on a bit of a thing, like Head on Pill is such a, like normally is a 15 minute song and they'll throw it to 35 minutes adding some other songs in there. This is a different track by them when they closed the show in Paris of tw- uh, last year. And they do add a few things in this and it's really interesting and I never understood why I never showed this off because it shows how good they are live and how on point they are with um playing like they can do any song in their own you know music which is really great and it actually fits so perfectly so yes i'm gonna end the show with this track by king gizzard and the lizard wizard it's called am i in heaven and it is off the i'm in your mind fuzz album featuring other songs in it i'm pretty sure head on pills in there i'm pretty sure they do a little uh cheeky side boogie one but i might i think that might be a different one actually who knows we'll have to listen to it Anyways, thank you all for listening. Thank you for Yukio for letting us have a chat with you. And thank you, Bradley, for doing that interview for me. I really appreciate when I am stuck in home. I'll see you all next week. Goodbye, everybody.